Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. My administration is determined to do more to assist people with mental illness, especially those with untreated psychotic disorders who pose a risk of harm to themselves, even if they are not an imminent threat to the public. All of these efforts are based on our core conviction that people with severe mental illness deserve care, community, and treatment in the least restrictive setting possible. to our friend Stephen Van Zandt just last night. This is Bruce Springsteen Backstreets after Mayor Eric Adams. My friend Mike Sullivan had some surgery yesterday. Heart, had a heart issue. He's going to be okay, thank God. And his brother Thomas Sullivan is embroiled in this ridiculous assembly race that they're trying to steal from him with the Stacey Amato. So it looks like Mike is going to be okay, but I did speak to Van Zandt about that last night. And that's the mayor, and I agree with him. Get these people off the streets. I don't care if they're a danger to themselves or not, I don't want to see them. I know that sounds insensitive. I don't care. I'm sick of it. My kid doesn't want to walk past any of these people in New York City, let alone take the train with them. He's scared to death, my 14-year-old son. Get these people off the streets, please. Now he said it. Now he's got to do it, which is a different story, and that's why Some of my best friends are critical of Mayor Eric Adams, including my next guest, who happens to be the greatest mayor in the history of New York. And nobody, including Eric Adams, will ever come anywhere near the job that Rudy did. Now, he's a major star on this station, 3 p.m. every weekday. And his son, Andrew, has become a great buddy of mine and may even end up on this show in some capacity, if it's up to me. So here he is. My friend, the great Rudy Giuliani. Good morning, Rudy. Good morning. How are how how you doing, Sid? I am. Uh, I'm doing great. So I played that clip, and uh, the mayor, who yeah. you and I do tend to disagree with at times, getting these people oh, off the streets. I like that. I like that. Of course, I like that. You know, I I, I got to tell you, way back, oh my goodness, mid De Blasio, I wrote an op-ed piece, and the op-ed piece was a mayor who doesn't love his people. And it was about de Blasio. And the focus of it was, if you can drive down the streets of your city and tolerate people living on the street, 
You have no heart. Let's start off with the fact you're doing no good for them. Second, you're ruining your city. Now, it happened on my block. I hadn't been mayor for, you know, 11 years or 10 years or whatever the hell it was. And my neighbors were all complaining that there was this guy sleeping in a doorway and he was defecating all over the streets. And the cops wouldn't come. And they deputized me to go to the police precinct, right? (laughs) I didn't want to do it. I don't like to throw my weight around, you know? And I finally did it. I walked into the police precinct. They all came out and wanted to take pictures. And I said, well, I'm not here for that. I'm here because – and we went through a whole big thing. The mayor said we can't do it. I said, well, okay, let's get, let's get out the statute books. We went back. I said, you know what this is called? This is called loitering. It's also public nuisance when you defecate in the street. Right. The mayor didn't say you shouldn't arrest people who are a public nuisance, right? They said, yeah, 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 and we got rid of them. But then I wrote an article, and I said, it's beginning. He should stop it now. And that could have been 2013, 14. 14, maybe? 14, about, 10 years, about 10 years ago. Yeah, and the point is absolutely correct. There's no liberal conservative thing here. I just don't think you're a human being if you just let people live on a street. If your brother was on the street, if I, if, I were, if I came to you and said, let's say it was a friend of ours, a close, close friend of us, and he's on the street, we can go there and say, oh, it's really nice here. Here's an extra blanket. <laughs> I don't know. A jerk and, and, and ruin yourself. Right. Because what uh, happens on the street, you get worse. You just get worse. You get isolated. You get worse. Forty percent of them. Now, the mayor could correct this. It could be slightly off, but it's been like this for about 20 years. It's about 40 percent paranoid schizophrenic, 40 yeah. percent drug addicts and um, uh, alcoholics, and 20 percent people in trouble. Those are the people you can probably rehab yeah. the easiest. Right. Uh, the the drug addicts and uh, and alcoholics it depends on how far gone they are. The same thing with paranoid schizophrenia, which gets worse when you're isolated. So think about that. Somebody's on the street for four weeks for the paranoid schizophrenic. By the time you get to them, they're pretty much gone. No, there's no question. And, you know, and, and I've taken on this task uh, now every December. A friend of mine named Tony Oso has this uh, nonprofit group in New Jersey, Rudy. And every year around Christmas. They hand out knapsacks, and this will be the third consecutive year I do it. We walk up 7th and 8th Avenue between Penn Station and uh, the Port Authority, and we hand out these knapsacks. Inside these knapsacks contain water, food, clothing, and we give it to the homeless. So I am one of those guys who walks the walk and talks the talk. I hand out knapsacks every year. But I got to tell you, here's going to come up like an insensitive prick. I care less about some of these people. And what they're going through and more about what it looks like for the city and how it feels for law-abiding citizens walking past these people. Well, Sid, that's because you're a mature human being and you have a good sense of priorities. Of course you should love them. Of course you should care about them. But not to the detriment of the innocent, uh, uh, decent, hardworking people of the city. Right. And they're your first – got to do it in order. Your first obligation is to the people who are making your city work function and we have it all screwed up we're driving those people out and we're working for the benefit of the people some of them deserve help some don't it's a pretty maybe it's 50 50 i mean half the people we're helping is just ridiculous i mean they just want to kill us and want to destroy <laughs> us and they want to rob from us and steal the other half the other half deserve it and sometimes you can't tell the difference i don't mind that what i do mind is not putting the priority on the uh, the, the real people who are making this city work for your kid, for my kid, for everybody. 
that's and I'm going to tell you, this is a very general statement. This is what's wrong with liberals. It, it goes back to when I was a kid and I almost was one. They have silly ideas. They don't have mature ideas. They have immature ideas like we can take care of everybody. Or, you don't have to work. We'll pay for it. Somebody, the government will pay for it as if we're not the government. So we're not going to force you to work. That's mean to force you to work. Of course it's not mean to force you to work. <laughs> if your kid wasn't working, you'd force your kid to work because you love him, right? Right. If Andrew all of a sudden started staying home, which is ridiculous, right, you and I would go talk to him, right? Of course. We wouldn't say, Andrew, oh, stay here. We'll bring you, we'll bring you potato chips. <laughs> no. I, I, like, I like that Adams is where he is. Uh, it's a little slow, but I'm going to, you know, that's okay. Uh, there was one thing that took me a year to catch up on. Koch made this transformation even more than I did. I was pretty much a moderate Republican when I became mayor, and I became a conservative Republican while I was. But uh, Koch began as a – he wasn't AOC, but for those days, he was like the gadfly in the Congress. He was, yep. yep. No, no, and I remember. I was in the Justice Department at the time. I had to work with him. And every time we had to deal with him, he said, drive us crazy. He never knew what he wanted. He wanted everything. He, he, he was liberal as hell. When he ran for mayor, I thought he, when he began, it would be a nut job. He beat the hell out of Cuomo. Beat the hell out. He beat him on death penalty. He was for the death penalty, and Cuomo was against it. But nobody believed he really was. He was. He became a very conservative yep. mayor. Yep. And that's why he's one of the, that's why I line him up he second. one of the great mayors. I would, I, I'm the first one to say it. Yeah, Boy, he, he used to fight with me like crazy. Every time yeah. I disagreed with him, he yeah. would take it to, you know, the fifth degree. It wasn't like we disagree over the appointment of these judges. Right. But I'm destroying the integrity of the city. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I line him up second behind you. But somebody grabbed me aside yesterday. I've been very critical, Rudy, the last couple of days, but but still behind Donald Trump. I've said, I don't know, 100 times, if the election was today, I would still vote for Donald. But I'm losing my, my patience and faith in him because you can't sit with Kanye West. Forget about Nick Fuentes. You can't sit with Kanye West. You just can't do it. So somebody grabbed me aside yesterday. They said, you know, Sid, this um, loyalty you have to Donald Trump, correct me if I'm wrong, aren't you really close with Rudy Giuliani? I said, yes, I am. He said, you know that Trump screwed Giuliani. And I said, I mean, I'm not totally aware of it, but okay. He's like, oh, yeah, he screws everybody, including your friend Rudy. And now we sat with Kanye West. When are you going to come to the realization he's not a good guy? So let me ask you, did Trump screw you? Well, I'm not going to talk about it publicly because I was, I was his lawyer, and it's you know, between him, him and me. Uh, here's, why, here's why I still, if I had a vote right now, would vote for Donald Trump. You still would? Yeah, for, for, for the country. Uh, I don't think people realize that. You know, I was his friend when I went to work for him in 2016. I became very close to him. I still feel I'm very close to him. But uh, oh, by the way, does he feel that support, to you? Does, does he feel that to you? To him, yeah, was for the country. He was. Forget the personality part. Even forget some of the personal insensitivities that happened. He was a great president. Uh, if you, and you have to be able to separate those two things. I, I if, if I uh, here's the confidence that I have in him. We have a government that is so horribly misaligned that no matter who it is, DeSantis, anybody who I think is a great guy, I don't think that it's going to take them three years to figure it out when they get in there. It took him two, maybe three. He knows it. 
He knows exactly what to do on day one to turn this damn thing around. And it does, it's not going to have more than day one, two, three, or four. He's not going to be intimidated by the CIA the way Pompeo was when he became head of the CIA. He made no substantive changes in the CIA. He knew it had to be done. He knew if he did, he, they would ruin him. Well, you got to go in there with that kind of attitude. There are prob- probably some of those guys running have that kind of courage. Cruz may, DeSantis may. In his case, we know he does. We also know that personally, <laughs> there are a lot of things that a lot of people don't like. But I can live with that. I, I can't live with giving away Afghanistan in a way that gets people killed or giving up the Bagram Air Base 400 miles from China that someday some general is going to curse the hell out of Biden for doing. <laughs> so uh, yep. if, somebody, if somebody comes along in that group and proves to me, wow. And my other objection to, to the president is the people he has around him. I've been I, if I've been I've been screwed honestly okay I've been screwed by the people around him not by him okay so you so what you would say is well why doesn't he stop it like for example Jason Miller Jason Miller in a book and on television and I happen to know under oath somewhere said that on uh, election night I was inebriated now here's the weird thing about election night for which I have five witnesses and a picture I announced at the beginning of the night in the White House. And several of the people around me, I'm not going to drink tonight because too many important decisions have to be made. I knew it was going to be close. I was already starting to smell screwing around, and I had no drinks that night. Must have been 20 people came over and offered me a drink. I refused it. Then they started making fun of me, and they piled up five Diet Cokes in front of me. Hmm. I took a picture of them. Hmm. So when he, when he announced it in the book, my friend Roy Bailey called me. I didn't even know. He said – Dan Miller, Miller was my deputy press secretary when I ran for president. Virtually got him his job with Trump. Wow. Got him his job back with Trump when it turned out that he had made a woman pregnant while his wife was pregnant. Oh. Had to go through a DNA test in order to prove it. Well, well hold on. Well, explain this to me. Why would, if you did all this for why Jason he, Miller. Why? Yeah, why? He was sucking up to the pathetic creatures who ran Trump's campaign who that knew that I knew that for the last three weeks of the campaign, they weren't doing a damn thing. Got it. And knew that I was going to fire them. Knew that if I got my hands on that campaign, they were gone the day I walked in. And the next day, Trump put me in charge, and I fired them. And they have, I could show you that they have lied. One of them said he cursed me out. <laughs> there were six people at the, at the meeting, <laughs> including Bernie Carrick. <laughs> And Bernie Carrick said, I never heard anybody use language like that in front of the president. He was talking about me to him. <laughs> uh, Christie did the same thing. Christie has a whole thing in his book that he's told me off. Christie doesn't have the guts to tell me off. I mean, Christie kisses my feet, obsequiously, <laughs> and which, for which I've lost all respect for him. Look, when things go wrong, you keep your mouth shut. I have only answered when I've been falsely, defamatorily attacked. And Miller, I, Miller, I helped Miller. I went out of my way to help that guy, and I really like him. And that's the one I'm hurt, really hurt. Of course. By. No, I hate Jason Miller. And, 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 he, and he keeps Jason around, and Jason runs, uh, runs Getter. Well, I know, that, I, I, know, is, I know that he does, but have you, I know all about Getter. So have you ever said to President Trump, hey, Donnie, baby, this guy stabbed me in the back. He screwed me. What are you doing? Or you never said I, that. I, I, yes, I have. 
And what is President Trump's answer? He's, he's going to straighten it out. He's going to straighten it out. Okay. What year? <laughs> Before well, or after yeah, we look, all die? <laughs> the, the, the people that I fired after the campaign was over and he was out came back and worked for him again. I, I think some of them are gone now because they got in trouble again. But uh, he also, I don't know who he has got around him now. So I'm not personally criticizing anybody. I've never seen a worse set of political decisions. Uh, You are guided a great deal by the people around you. I know it's a a cop-out because he can change it. But right now, he doesn't have his A number one staff around him. He doesn't have a banner around him. He doesn't have a uh, 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 Mark Meadows there every day. Mark Mark may have been his best uh, chief of staff, in my view. Yep. Yeah, he I mean, that's that fact, he yeah. had him at the right time when we went through a crisis. That could have been a real disaster if we didn't have a, an adult there. Well, Rudy, I got to tell you, this was a fascinating. Every time you come on, you're better than the last time. This was a fascinating conversation. Well, uh, you know, uh, my friend, and I, I, I know I, I can say it to you, and it'll be taken neutrally and analyzed. You know, well, listen, to, to be honest, it's, it's not ta- it's, it's not taken neutrally because I am biased towards you. I love you. <laughs> well, I, well, I am toward you, but uh, you, you are uh, I mean, you're just exceptional. I had a long conversation with someone about you yesterday. I'll tell you about it oh. privately. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. It was that. a good one. It was the first good one I had about you in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. I love when you come on. I really do. I love no, your I show in the afternoon. Thank you. Thank, really you. thank you. Thank you, Rudy. Right. God bless you. Take care. <laughs> My Take man. Care. God. Okay. Hey, that was, was pretty cool. I mean, Rudy, I don't think he speaks a lot about this stuff, if ever. So he just placed a tremendous amount of trust in me and this audience. So I don't think a lot of people knew about this in fighting with Jason Miller and back and forth with President Trump and pretty good stuff. I do love Rudy. I love him. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.